Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go and Coming up in the Friday Fever Edition, we're going to have Dusty Minky in. He's going to get us caught up with what's been going on in his world and his next NWT stop as well. And Garrett Haglin out of the Brainerd Lakes area makes his Fish and Paul Bunyan Country debut. It's all coming up. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Today, we get to talk to a good friend of ours. It's been a while, so it's great to have him back in. Dusty Minky joins us. Dusty, thanks for stopping by today. Yeah, no problem. So you uh, you were fishing the uh, Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic this past weekend. Uh, how did the bite go for you? Not not $20,000 worth, I know that. No, I think we were right around them. But yeah, we didn't get the big ones to bite. We had five that were uh, just under 20 inches. You know, I didn't get to do a whole lot of pre-fishing, but it was a fun event that I got to fish with my girlfriend, and uh, we just didn't get the big bites. But I, I actually, I couldn't get them biting on the shiners like they were. Um, so I actually ripped out a, a smaller sized Northland puppet minnow and just started yanking that around the cabbage and got some reaction strikes. But I think those smaller fish liked it, but the big ones. Maybe we're too lazy to grab that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it comes down to in a tournament. You've got to find those, uh, you know, depending on the rules, uh, those at least two big ones. And, uh, and and sometimes you can have a great day. You can catch a gazillion fish, but it's not going to get you a check if you don't find those two biggies. Exactly, yeah. That, that was the key to get those two over 20 inches. And, uh, you know, usually Bemidji kicks out a, a little bigger fish, you know, like, but this last week, if you got something around 23, 24 inches, that was a that was a great fish for Lake Bemidji. But I think I think the fishing was good there. It just uh, you know just the the bigger fish. I don't know if they're out sleeping in the deep or what, but it just didn't seem to really be around this week. Yeah, there was a lot of fish caught in that tournament. And again, if you're if you're a guide uh, and you just want to get people to have action, uh, walleyes on Lake Bemidji is a really good option right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep, and they're still shallow, and I, I think those fish always kind of live up in the weeds. That seems to be the program there. Uh, as it get as it gets warmer here, though, fish are going to start showing up on some deeper structure. Though, what other lakes have you been have you been fishing lately? You know, I've I've been out on Leech. I was there on Sunday. Um, other than that, I've just been fishing. Uh, you know, where the National Walleye Tour has taken me. So. Pretty much just Leech Lake, and Sunday I went out there, and I took a customer out, and there was a major mayfly hatch, and I'm not going to lie, I struggled in the morning, and, you know, once that sun got high and the wind kind of switched, I, I went back towards the weeds, you know, that that's what was working on Lake Bemidji, so I went into the weeds, and I had a lot of, I had about four of us in the boat, so... An easy thing I like to do, and I think you and I have talked about it, is I like to put the slip bobbers out. And whenever I see may- mayflies, I, l- I like to put leeches out, um, and also night crawlers on the bobbers. You know, it's not something we do very often, but it worked very well. We ended up, you know, 
getting a nice box of fish. They wanted to have a fish fry, and I was kind of getting sad thinking they weren't going to have much for their fish fry, but we landed on a really nice pot of fish and some weeds that were still shallow. So that was a bonus to fall into at the end of the day for sure. I tell you, as as good as weeds are any time of the year, really, I'm just surprised more people don't make that their number one choice. Yeah, you know, some guys do, but it's just like in a walleye fisherman's mind that, you know, weeds are for bass and northerns. Well, my big thing is when there's a mayfly hatch, the last thing you want to be doing is fishing around where those flies are hatching. you got to go maybe shallow where there, there's no mayflies hatching, right, where they're more or less feeding on small perch and shiners and minnows and kind of focused on the point of the lake where the hatch is and affecting the bite, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the National Walleye Tour. How many uh, how many events have we had so far, and where have you been at? Yeah, great question. We've had two events. The first one was in Chamberlain, South Dakota, and our second event was on Green Bay. Chamberlain was a phenomenal bite, um, but it was like one two-mile stretch, and 80 out of the 115 boats, I swear, were in that one spot. So. <laughs> After day one, I was in the top ten, and then day two, I I guess I I didn't decide to show up and catch the fish like I did on day one. Something something changed. I didn't make the right adjustments. I really wish I could have that day over again. Um, And then I really took a swing for the fence for a big fish, and I probably should have stayed on the fish. Like they say, you don't leave fish to find fish, but I took a big swing, and I could have caught a seven-pounder and might have been the hero, but uh, instead I finished right out of the money. Mm. But this year, it's kind of cool. There's a championship on Otter Tail Lake in Minnesota here, and they're only taking the top 40 of us. So this year our points are, are very important. Usually every tournament, every day, we swing for the fence to try to get angler of the year. And if you fish all the events, you automatically qualified for the championship. Well, it's a little different this year, so sometimes we're focusing on getting that limit to make that championship, too. Sure. So, yeah, so I, I got a limit on that day, too. It just wasn't enough. But then we went to Green Bay, pre-fished hard all week. It was a very tough bite out there. That that body of water usually picks up more in July and August in the midsummer when the fish move out of the southern basin, which was off limits for us in the tournament. Mm. And we were going out of Sturgeon Bay, and we heard rumors of, day two cancellation so day one i like i did i swung for the fence and i made a 50 mile run through some pretty big waves and it ended up just getting one nine pounder which helped me a lot because it it actually once again i finished in the same position i did last tournament right out of the money but it was enough to get me in a good position for the championship so i'm feeling pretty good how it's going and our next stop here is next week on lake erie Okay. Well, you have mentioned two bodies of water that, uh, you know, have legendary status over here that we hear so much about. Green Bay, certainly one of them, and Erie, another. Um, fish, average fish sizes that we can't even fathom here. Yeah, it's that nine-pounder I caught in the tournament, you know, they're so big. And then going to Erie here next week, like, you're going to need close to 40 pounds for five fish. Uh, trolling, you know, i plan on getting some of those new Northland lures. I'm going to wash a few of them out there, those new crankbaits. 
but the fish are, are huge and it's a great place to fish you catch a lot of fish and just the one thing about it is it's really big water and that wind can really kick up and affect a lot of the lake currents and but it's always up for a good challenge and someone's going to catch 40 pounds i just hope it's me at the end of the day at the tournament day dustin minky on the show today we got a lot more with dusty coming up but up next we talk Brainerd lakes fishing and lake vermilion fishing with garrett hagland this is fishing paul bunyan country Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. And welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're headed over to the Brainerd Lakes area and checking in with Garrett Hagelin. Garrett Hagelin is a lover of the outdoors, well-known in a lot of the uh, outdoor circles. Garrett, it's first time on the show. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us. Kev, thanks for having me. Super happy to be here and... Uh not a hard thing to do to twist my arm to talk fishing absolutely <laughs> all right well we'll get into that but uh, just a little bit curious uh, about uh, what it is that you do in the outdoor realm yeah you know i was born and raised in the brainy lakes area and grew up on the shores of uh, north long lake uh, or over on the merrifield bay and um, i i grew up learning from parents uh, learning how to fish and other folks and different things and um, one thing that has really sparked my interest um, that has really developed over the past few years is the high school fishing leagues and just how crazy that has uh, um, impacted our youth and the anglers and uh, the fishing sport as a whole. And I just, it really hit home to me how important it is to educate the youth um, and really educate the public in general on uh, the sport of fishing and whether it's just getting them into the sport or um, educating on how to catch more and bigger fish. And so educating to me is um, is my role, is the role that I play in the fishing industry and um, just uh, as an ambassador of product as well, uh, working with different partners that help me uh, help other folks get into the sport and uh, and really have a good time out in the water. So how do you go about educating people and getting them interested? You know, participating in, uh, like the high school fishing leagues, uh, as a, as a boat captain, um, or participating in local forums and other boat shows or, uh, um, other expos that you might see, you know, across the, uh, upper Midwest region here, um, serving as a, an ambassador, um, of the sport really is, um, how I've helped to, um, make an impact in, uh, the, our youth fishing and um, just essentially grow the sport as a whole. Um, just being present in those particular areas and um, sharing what knowledge I have of the sport and uh, different techniques or uh, baits, um, encouraging others to try different things. That's really uh, um, really the impact that I've, I believe I've shared. Okay. Well, again, you, you say it goes back to your early days growing up on lakes, um is is fishing a multi-generational tradition in your family? 
It sure is. Um, both my mom and dad grew up fishing, and uh, dad grew up on the family farm, and um, really his most of his time fishing was spent on Mille Lacs Lake uh, over Christmas break. You know, at, out on the farm, it's a lot of hard work, and so um, when Christmas uh, was in and the school was out, they spent uh, those solid two weeks fishing every day, all day, out of Mille Lacs Lake, fishing for walleye. Um, but only a half day on Christmas Day, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have that family time. Yes. And then uh, same with my mom, you know, spending a lot of time with my grandpa, uh, fishing trout and uh, many other species and different things, too, as, as she grew up. So uh, fishing runs deep in the family, and it's certainly carried over to me. Um, I've, uh, I think I've definitely lit a pretty strong fire there. Okay. <laughs> And so you, uh, yeah, you uh, grew up uh, fishing, and sometimes, you know, when you grow up doing something over and over and over again that uh, your parents had you do, you you maybe don't like it. Uh, And other times, usually when it comes to outdoor stuff, though, that is not the case. Uh, uh, Just uh, all the people I talk to, I'd say 90-some percent of the people I talk to who are very involved in fishing, hunting, in the outdoors, it is something that's multi-generational for them. Very few pick it up on their own. There's a couple, but not often. Absolutely, I would agree. It's um, it's great to hear the stories and uh, old fishing tort stories from grandpas and grandmas and handed down onto their kids and then grandchildren. It's just uh, the stories, of course, the fishing stories get bigger and the fish get bigger as the story is told, I'm sure. But um, it's uh, they're really fun to listen to. And uh, just, again, the multi-generational um, stories is just uh, really fun to listen to. Well, uh, you're over in the Brainerd Lakes area. How has fishing been the last few weeks over there? You know, it's been good. Um, things have been uh, a little bit different. Fish are moving from their post-spawn um, areas into their summer patterns now. Uh, most recently, about a week and a half ago or so, I took a good trip up to Lake Vermilion. Lake Vermilion is a, um, a close second favorite, anyways, to me from Lake of the Woods. It, you know, it's got that Lake of the Woods feel, but a little more developed. Um, not as much water, but certainly is uh, an amazing fishery to be fishing. Um, we had a very great trip. I was there for about uh, just under a week or so, mainly focused on bass fishing and. And from there, um, you know, we were just catching the tail end of the spawn. Uh, water temps are ranging from 63 to 70 degrees or so, and it would fluctuate throughout the day, of course. Um, but a lot of the fish uh, were, some of the fish were caught on top water using prop baits, uh, such as like the Bagley baits, Bangalore, Twin Spin, or uh, a lot of baits or fish caught on swim baits, such as like square bill and lipless cranks, jerk baits, chatter baits, and other swim jigs. Uh, we caught them also on like finesse techniques that worked for me around structures, including like the drop shot, Ned rig, and wacky rig, Senkos. Uh, really just a, a variety of ways to catch bass up there. It was primar- primarily smallmouth for us. Uh, Lake Vermilion is really known as a, a smallmouth factory, but um, when you find those largemouth, they're, they're usually pretty good size. Mm. The uh, walleye fishing was good, too. Uh, we caught them up in the shallows early morning, late evenings uh, with shallow diving crankbaits and like 8 to 15 feet of water or so. 
Um, a lot of folks out there were also throwing bobbers, uh, tipped with like leeches around major uh, rock stru- structures and islands. Um, really, those uh, you know shallow or rock reefs that came up to you know four to eight foot or so. We saw a lot of fish, a lot of walleyes uh, cruising those flats too. And um, as long as they have access to that deep water, a lot of the times you can find them up shallow. Um, we also found a lot of pike and muskie too up on the shallow reefs and that week and that Saturday was muskie opener. Um, we were not targeting muskie, but we did end up catching one on muskie opener day, uh, just throwing a chatterbait. And, um, it was one of those things where you set the hook and you say, that's not a smallmouth, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it sure was a, sure was a fun fish. They sure are beautiful and, uh, really, really cool to see up in the shallows like that in their natural habitat. So that, that sure was fun. But um, bringing it back to the Brainerd Lakes area, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, for myself, uh, bass fishing for me is my primary focus. But I'm um, certainly run into a lot of different species at the same time. Bass, for the most part, have been pushing. They're starting to push deep. They're getting into their summer patterns. Uh, some of those bigger bites will come from the deeper depths anyway. Um, what I do is I, I follow the deeper weed lines, throwing or dragging, like weedless jigs um, and Senko, stuff like that. You can use finesse tactics such as wacky rigs, drop shots, or finesse rigs or jigs that can be used um, in uh, you know key areas of focus such as like docks, offshore points, or secluded rock structures. The bass up shallow, uh, for me, there's no better bite than a topwater bite. You can look uh, for lily pads to be coming up, pencil reeds, tree laydowns, or docks. Again, if you're fishing docks, just be mindful of people's property and respect, you know, respectful of the owners if they're out and enjoying the resource just as you are. If someone's on their dock, um, you know, either ask to fish the dock or just skip it. Come back to it later if you need to, but um, just just be respectful of the, of the resource that you share there. Uh, Mille Lacs Lake is a favorite fishery of mine, um, especially when it comes to smallmouth. So this time of the year, the spawn is done, and it's really time to think deep. Um, favorite techniques for me, anyway, is it, uh, to catch them. There's uh, finding secluded boulders in uh, depths usually about or greater than 10 feet or so. It, it's really quite a wide, wide range. You can find them this time of year. Um, you can use a lot of different finesse techniques, some of the ones that I just mentioned, like drop shot or a Ned rig, whatever it is. Um, Mille Lacs, uh, I'm, I, I certainly don't need to say it, is a smallmouth factory. There's <laughs> really some nice fish out there. It's an incredible fishery. This spring was um, absolutely one of the best springs I've ever had for fishing out there. Uh, just, just a great time. Uh, walleyes on the Mille Lacs Lake can be caught early in the mornings and late in the evenings too and throughout the day uh, finding those secluded big boulders of course um, or finding the mud to gravel transitions a lot of the times you can find walleyes and smallmouth in those same areas but finding those key transition areas um, really is uh, the key to finding those walleyes they're, they're cruising looking for bait and feeding up um, after the spawn there in, uh, you know, many of our lakes around here, like Gull Lake, um, North Long, Round Lake, whatever it might be, uh, whitefish chain even, um, 
you know, you can catch them again early morning, late evening hours by pitching jigs, those outstanding cabbage beds and dragging it into the deep. Um, look for those significant drop-offs. Anytime you can find, you know, those cabbage beds with a significant drop-off, there's a pretty good chance there's uh, some hungry walleyes waiting around those lines. Um, and uh, if you can find, uh, you know, the mud to, to weed transition lines too, they'll be cruising those deeper weed lines or finding that deep raccoon tail as well. A um, lot of lot of really great walleye fisheries around here mm-hmm. and some really good fishing. It's um, maybe, uh, you know, the, the post-spawn time frame to now is a little bit difficult as the fish transition, um, but they will be on the munch and uh, um, they, they have been chomping pretty good. So great walleye fishing to be had. Same with sunfish and crappies. You know, sunfish, you can find them among the cabbage beds or in pencil reeds in those weed lines. Uh, you see them all the time, bass fishing, uh, a lot of bluegill beds um, right inside that greed weed line too. So um, really some great quality panfish we have in our lakes around here. And, and um, the crappies for sure. Uh, crappie for me is a huge focus in the wintertime. Absolutely love those fish. I don't know if there's anything better to catch through the ice, but... <laughs> In the summertime, uh, those fish are cruising those deep weed lines as well, and you can uh, you can find them oftentimes in the same areas as bass or other predator fish, as you can imagine. You can find some nice pike, bass, and walleye often in those areas, cruising those deeper weed lines. But um, those crappies will move up towards uh, or I'll get tangled up into that cabbage towards the evening hours or early mornings, and then push out towards the deep water. And uh, towards the midday or so, a lot of really great crappies around here. Gull is very popular for crappie. Um, North just again, really some great panfish fishing options options up here too. Um, that's kind of uh, for the most part uh, good um, fishing overall report for the most part. Okay. Other quick tips and different things is people use and trust your electronics. Uh, learn to use your side and dominant down imaging. The equipment that we have today and available to help us find fish is night and day difference. It is incredible technology. But, um, you know, this time of year, fish can be a little bit tougher to locate at times just in their transitioning periods. Use those electronics. And if you're not overly familiar on how to use the electronics or you're just getting into it and learning how to use them, uh, YouTube, local fishing guides, and other fishing forums are great resources uh, for information and how to how to use your electronics. But I would encourage you to to uh, to do that. And at the same time, you know, putting time in on the water, just looking at your graphs and looking at fish. Maybe go to certain areas where you know you've caught fish before, and you're confident you can find them. And just go over those areas and really start to pick out and identify what fish look like on your electronics there. Uh, Another big tip, too, is, you know, get outside of your comfort zone and know that the fish won't always be in the same spot on the same patterns and falling for the same baits baits each and every year. You know, switch up your presentations and your techniques and, you know, try new few waters you've never fished before and I mean, there's so many resources of information out there and available to help you catch more fish. Um, 
definitely take advantage of that. But definitely get outside of your com- comfort zone and try something new this year. Um, besides fishing, of course, um, last but not least, boater safety. Mm. Boater, boating season is in full swing right now. Be aware of other boaters, especially around major holiday weekends like the 4th of July that's coming up, coming in hot here. You know, wear your life jackets, especially when not on familiar waters. Um, it, uh, the traffic out there can get as bad as the traffic on the road. <laughs> it, it, uh, it can get wavy and choppy, and if, if you're not an experienced boater, um, things can go south pretty quickly. And, um, you know, make sure to have extra flotation devices. Um, besides that, and just another note to give our water patrol the waves and thank you when you see them on the water. I mean, they they put so many hours in. They sacrifice family and vacation time to keep us safe on the water and enjoying our time out there. So just give them a shout and thank them for their service and uh, and um, show, their, show them a little appreciation. Well, I know you guys get a ton more traffic uh, than we do up here. A lot of our lakes are, you know, kind of... Hidden away, uh, you know, we got some biggies with some traffic, but that Brainerd Lakes area, there's a, there's a lot of people who love to be on the water. And like you noted, they're not all enjoying the water f- for fishing. So there's there's a right. lot of different things going on out there. Um, I was curious, you know, one of the things that happened last year, we noted uh, that the, the license sales were way up and there was a lot more seemed like a lot more people on the water fishing. We know the license sales remained uh, very high again this year. Um, are you seeing that out there, more more people fishing than years past? Absolutely. You know, um, just driving to and from work, too, uh, each morning, it's, uh, it's incredible to see how many boats are in tow and on the road. Uh, like you said, we get a whole lot of traffic uh, from the cities coming north here. We're kind of that first major stop in Lakeville or Lake Country, essentially. And it's just crazy to see how many boats are coming to town and, and and leaving at the same time back and forth, if you will. But, yeah, I would say the lakes have gotten busier and busier and busier. Um, it's great to see the sport of fishing take off like that. And it's really great for the areas, the tourism, the restaurants, everything. Um, you know, b- business is good up here in the summertime and a lot of the local resorts really rely on that fluctuation in population um, for uh, much of their income for the year. But um, yes, there has been a lot of people out on the water. I've seen a lot of families in boats pitching bobbers and, um, and getting kids into the sport of fishing. It's just wonderful to see when I'm driving by in my own boat uh, to see a family of fishing and uh, enjoying the resource just the way as I would be, too. It, it really is very encouraging. So is Lake Vermilion kind of a uh, an it place for Brainerd anglers to go? I think every guy I've talked to in the Brainerd area has been up to Vermilion at least once this year. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's um, once you get up that direction, you know, two, three hours north, the landscape starts to change a little bit. You get a little more rock formation up there, and it's a very popular um, you know, destination for, for bass fishing. There's many big tournaments out there. Um, it's, it's the number one, uh, or the, I believe that Lake Vermilion has the most shoreline out of any other Minnesota lake. Um, oh, yeah. it just, it just gives you that lake of the woods up 
you know, up Northwoods feel uh, more than any other lake that we have around here. And it's just, uh, it's a beautiful sight. It really is. All right. Well, Garrett, is uh, is there any uh, place people can go online to, to catch up with you and see what's going on in your world? Yeah, absolutely. I can be found on Facebook at Garrett Higlin Outdoors or Instagram. Again, Garrett Higlin Outdoors. Um, you can uh, find me really on any forum that way or um, give us a shout at Northland Fishing Tackle, too. Um, the guys know how to get a hold of me very well up there, too. All right. Garrett Haglin out of the Brainerd Lakes area, outstanding angler, great uh, great educator, and a great ambassador, not just for brands, Garrett, but for fishing in general. Uh, first time on the show. Glad you joined us today. Good luck fishing this weekend. Appreciate it, Kev. Thanks for having me. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, checking back in with pro angler Dusty Minky. Dusty, what is it about tournament angling you find so appealing? Oh, I, I just, I'm a competitive guy. I played sports growing up, and, you know, when I was a fishing guide up in Lake of the Woods, you know, we'd go out and have little tournaments every day for boat, you know, and I just, my family growing up, we'd camp on a different lake every year in northern Minnesota from Vermilion to Winnebagosh to every lake. We'd go for a week, and by the end of the week, we'd have those fish figured out, and that's what we do on these fishing tournaments. And another cool thing about it is I get to tra- travel with my best friends and the camaraderie on the road, and everybody's so nice. You know, just like at the Knights of Columbus the other day, you know, I love the fishing, but I also love talking to everybody afterward. And it's just everything about it's fun and exciting. And, you know, when that competitive sports go away and you can go out and catch fish and maybe make a little little money at it, or, or if you are going to lose money, it might as well be towards your favorite hobby. Yeah, yeah, that's a very, that's a very good point. Uh, yeah. yeah, so so who's doing really well in the NWT so far this year? Drake Hurd's leading Angler of the Year, and I believe he's taken two top ten finishes. So that's your ultimate goal is to make that top ten. You know what? There's some young guys coming up that that are really doing good, and they know how to read their electronics, like Max Wilson and Isaac Lakich. These guys are are young and they're. They're very good with their with their uh, new electronics. These new electronics now, like I run Lorance Active Target, and you can watch the fish swimming, and you can cast to them, and it's something that not all of us are used to. And uh, it's like a video game, and it's actually when I'm guiding, it's, it's a bit selfish to turn on because the guy in the front of the boat, you know, can pinpoint and catch all the fish. That's what I did on Fishing Opener, and, I kind of felt bad at the end of the day. I caught twice as many fish as everybody in my boat because I was up there playing on that video game, you know. But I think those young guys that, that got the electronics figure out definitely have an edge right now. So I'm just trying to catch up with them and get really good with that, with those new active, you know, active imaging. And it's just, it's amazing. You can watch the fish. You can watch your lure. And then it, it's just, it's huge confidence when you can do that. Uh, you're going to head out to, uh, as we're talking this afternoon, you're heading out to Winnie this afternoon. What have you been hearing about Winnie? You know, I've heard some good reports. I've I've got a little trip. I'm taking a customer out this afternoon, and, and I called everybody around, and Leach was a little tricky for me the other day, and everyone was telling me, you got to go to Winnie. So it sounds like Winnie's a real good bite. It can be shallow or deep. Um, so I'm going to go out there and pull some bait around and maybe even pull some crankbaits towards uh the evening and uh 
I think it'll be a good time. You know, uh, I've always heard the last few years, I've heard a lot of good reports, a lot of action, a lot of action, a lot of action. Problem was finding keepers has been a bit of a, a, a challenge. And what I'm hearing now is these the, they've got some massive year classes that are probably still three to four months away. But once those three to four months are up, we're going to have several years probably of excellent walleye fishing on Winnie. Yeah, it sounds like there's there's a bunch of different year classes, like you said, which is good. And it's always good in a lake to see those smaller fish. And, you know, I always try to keep fish that are around that, you know, 15 to 18, 19-inch range and try to, you know, with the slot limit on that lake, I believe everything 18 to 24 or something like that is protected. So that's a good thing for a lake, you know, is to protect those those key fish and yeah. let them go. And, and I'm looking forward to getting out there and hopefully testing a few of those year classes out. Yeah, I think Winnie is going to get the big payoff for the, that protection here again very, very soon. The action is already happening, and uh, a couple months away from most of those fish then getting in that keeper range. Well, if we're going to go out fishing this weekend, Dusty, um, what, what, what would you have us do? I would definitely never leave the slip bobbers in, especially you know if you're going out with family and friends and, or you're on a pontoon or in the boat. It's very easy to do. Uh, just, you know, leech or a night crawler with a small Northland RZ 16-ounce or a plain red or blue or green hook. I might use those colors. Um, definitely try the slip bobber. Um, you know, jigging a minnow always works. Or like I said, uh, you know, if you want to play around with a puppet minnow or a, a mimic minnow in the weeds or on the weed edges, get that reaction bite. You know, plastics were working great on Lake Bemidji, you know, Put on a shad style with a quarter to three-eighths ounce and kind of play it around, whip it through those weeds. Other than that, I think the spinner bite will pick up pretty soon. I didn't have much luck on it on leech on Sunday, so. but I think any day now it's good to cover territory with a bottom bouncer and a, a Northland spinner like a butterfly spinner and a night crawler. You know, when those, night, when those crayfish start to molt, you'd want to kind of mimic the color of a crayfish and... Uh, that's what I would probably try this weekend. Well, I know a lot of uh, businesses were shut down by and large for the last year due to COVID. Not a lot of manufacturing being done, but is there any new product out there you're uh, particularly enamored with right now? Yeah, I, like I said, that uh, that active imaging, you know, with Lawrence, that's if you haven't played with that or ice fish with one of those, you know, like definitely got to check it out. They're a lot of money, but... If that's not in your fishing arsenal in the next couple years, you're probably missing out on a couple extra bites. Other than that, in the industry, you know, there's there's some new cool products coming out, but I think everybody right now is just trying to catch up. So I think we'll see more new products this coming fall. Uh, just shipping across seas, everything's very slow. and We've seen a lot of price increases, so everybody's just trying to catch up right now. But I, I think... Uh, You'll see some real cool stuff coming next fall. And, you know, with Northland Tackle, they've got some new crankbaits I'm excited to try out on Erie and those Balsa Northland crankbaits. Um, they've got some really cool new jigs, too, that I've been using. They've got a hair jig. And, and uh, yeah, other than that, that's about it that I can think of, Kev. Okay. Well, if we want to follow your, uh, your tournament trail, uh, how do we do that? 
you know, you can follow on the National Walleye Tour on Facebook or Instagram. They also have a website. They're pretty good about a live weigh-in, and they record them. You can re-watch them. Um, you know, you can check out some stuff on my Instagram, uh, Dusty Minky. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and when is the uh, when is that Erie tournament coming up again? Uh, next Thursday it starts. So next Thursday and Friday. Dusty Minky joining us, uh, getting us caught up with what's happening in this area and uh, previewing the next NWT tournament. Dusty, thanks for the time today. Best of luck next weekend. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, Kev. Hey, just a friendly reminder that you can check out any episode you may have missed by going to kbunsportsradio.com or kb101fm.com. Click on Podcast and click on Paul Bunyan Country. Or you can subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app, so it'll download every day and you can listen to it at your leisure. And I'd like to remind you that very often you'll find additional bonus content on the podcast. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This has been Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Have a great weekend. Hope you catch some fish. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you Monday. Fish Hill, Paul Bunyan Country, Country. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.